Two Lit Chicks Book Bites with Julia and Ed. Welcome to another Two Lit Chicks Book Bite. Hey Julia, are you ready to tell our listeners about one of literature's greatest real life stories? Well, I'd say knowing you, I'm probably more nervous than excited. Don't worry, it's not depressing. It's just incredibly weird, funny and, I guess, empathetically awkward. I'll take it. <laughs> Excellent. It involves Charles Dickens and what happened when Hans Christian Andersen, he of the fairy tales, came to stay at Dickens' house. Ooh, I like it already. Like a literature team-up. Yeah, exactly. I mean, don't tell Marvel or they'll do like 10 films about it. Actually, I think you'll find that it has been explored on the screen in a TV episode on Sky called Bleak House Guest. Or Bleak House Guest, I think I should probably say. <laughs> Wait, what? So, please ex- explain more. It's actually been done. They've done a TV show about it in something called Urban Legends. Even though it's not an urban legend, it's something that actually happened. Or no, urban myth, they call it. Oh, they, so, they, so they've done a dramatization of what, of what we're about to talk about. Yes. Amazing. Wow. Everything's been done at some point ever, I know. hasn't it? There's no original ideas under the sun. No. But yeah, it was called Bleak House Guest. Okay. I should check that out. That's a perfect name for it. So anyway, Anderson was a massive fan of Dickens. I guess we call him a super fan today. In March 1857, he announced by, by letter, obviously not by email, that he was coming over to stay at Dickens' house in Kent for a fortnight. Well, that's uh, the first weird thing. Who announces their visit? Hadn't he heard of an invite? Yeah, I mean, I, I can't even stand it when someone turns up like five minutes early to the house. So I would have just not answered the doorbell, probably. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it gets worse. Anderson soon began to show his uh, eccentric side. For example, he announced on the first morning of his visit that it was customary in Denmark for male guests to be shaved, shaved by one of the sons of the house. Please tell me Dickens made his sons shave him. Uh, sadly not. That would have been brilliant. Um, he actually arranged for a barber to shave him instead. However, Anderson's frequent mood swings were also a bit of a problem. For example, he collapsed on the lawn weeping when he read a bad review of his work, which presumably would have seemed a little bit awkward to the British Victorian sensibilities of Dickens. I think a lot of modern authors reading Goodreads reviews can relate to that. <laughs> that is that well yeah that is i know from my twitter experience that's very true but i'm sure you won't have that problem julia i hope not <laughs> flattery <laughs> flattery will get you everywhere my dear it really will um well another sticking point was uh, the length of stay he originally said a fortnight but he stayed for five weeks and uh as an introvert myself the thought of someone doing that makes me i don't know makes me want to throw my organs up um dickens was also not best pleased he wrote after the fact that uh, I'm not going to do a Dickens accent. And um, well, I, 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 what was his accent? Just sort of Victorian. <laughs> it's kind of like uh, yours, yeah, London accent. I don't know. Okay, I, I, I have a Ma- <laughs> Manchester accent. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I know that. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, I, I, I don't have an accent, do I? I just, uh, yeah, I'm a- accentless. Um, if I, anyway, yeah, anyway, everyone thinks their accent. I don't have an accent either, right? <laughs> let's let, let's not get into my hatred of my, of my own voice. <laughs> oh. um, anyway, so Dickens said. Um, Anderson slept in this room for five weeks, which seemed to the family ages, which I quite like. Cause that's sort of what sounds a bit modern, that's isn't it? That's ages. Really great, great accent, great accent. <laughs> Thank you. Um, anyway, has anyone ever done this to you, Julia? No, we operate on the fish premise here. What's the fish premise? Uh, that guests like fish start to smell after three days. Benjamin Franklin said that. Nice. He said e- he said everything wise ever, Benjamin Franklin, didn't he? <laughs> so. 
It's always it's always either um, Benjamin Franklin or Mark Twain. Yes, or Mark Twain. He's the other one. Or what's the witty guy to the dictionary? John Samuel Johnson. He's the other one who said every mm. witty thing ever. Um, anyway, um, <laughs> in case it seems like we're just piling on Paul Anderson here, I should add that Dickens does sound like a man who is maybe a little bit quick to annoy. Uh, take this quote for example. Um, whenever he got to London. He got into wild entanglements of cabs and sherry and never seemed to get out of them again until he came back here and cut out paper into all sorts of patterns and gathered the strangest little nosegays in the woods. I mean, come on. Does that sound like he was... That sounds to me like he was innocently enjoying himself, not really actually harming anyone, right? Oh, yeah. I'm always collecting nosegays, you know. <laughs> yeah what what is i should yeah i should have done my research what is it it's a type of flower in those guys i don't know is it like a is it like a posy like you know like a collection of flowers or that sounds more plausible well, listeners if you know what what a, what a nosegay is please let, let us know <laughs> let us know because we or obviously don't i could just google it after this anyway could do, um... <laughs> so. but you know i've been doing a little bit of research about hans christian anderson myself and i think these facts will give a further flavor to the type of house guest he was this should be good. Hans had a number of phobias, dogs and pork being two of them. I can understand those, but he also had a phobia of dying in a fire. So he brought rope in his suitcase whenever he traveled so he could escape any room easily. I mean, does everybody? <laughs> he also had a fear of being buried alive called taphophobia. And every night he left a note on his bedside table saying, I only appear to be dead in case anyone came in the room in the morning and thought, wow, he sleeps like the dead. Must actually be dead. <laughs> I get the feeling it's more. <laughs> You'd be right. <laughs> and Christian Anderson was a chronic masturbator. <laughs> And uh, we know this because he journaled about it, making a cross next to the days where he indulged and even writing helpful aid memoirs like Penis Very Bad and Penis Hurts. <laughs> wow, that, that, that gives new meaning to the words gratitude journal, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so anyway, he obviously had mental health issues. And to be fair, Dickens did too. Understandable. I mean, at 12... He spent a year of his life working in a shoe polish factory to pay off his father's debt while the rest of his family was in debtor's prison. Life was pretty tough back then. Hey, I mean, it's it's, it's tough now, Julia. You know, social media and all that. <laughs> Touché. <laughs> I think if we reframe this, reframe this story with the probability that Hans Christian Andersen lived with high-functioning autism and Charles Dickens was a bit of a jerk, then it adds some context. I feel like we need more info on the Charles Dickens was a bit of a jerk bit. Sorry, I forgot to mention that. So after 20 years of marriage to his wife and 10 children, he tried to have her committed to an insane asylum instead of divorcing her because divorce would be bad for a brand Dickens. Wow, okay. I understand the, the jerk bit now. Yeah. <laughs> In the end, I guess maybe we should just accept that sadly Dickens and Anderson were not fated to be best friends. This is true. Not everyone is. In fact, the older I get, the more I accept that not everyone can be friends with each other. That's uncharacteristically wise. I mean, Ben Franklin might have said that. Yeah, I'll, I'll take that as a compliment. <laughs> <laughs> um, wait, hold on. <laughs> um, anyway, <laughs> swiftly moving on. Um, tune in next week for what happened when Philip Roth stayed over at Ginny Cooper's for six months. Please tell me you're joking. <laughs> I am, but I had you fooled for a minute, right? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, thanks for listening. Bye. 
Two Lit Chicks is a podcast about books that change lives. Find us on all major podcast platforms or go to our website at twolitchicks.org. Thanks for listening.